Here's Blake to Roy. This is for the Welcome back. It's the Backyard Blazers coming at you. Joining me as they do every week, Tyler Bagenstoss, Kyle George. Fellas, I'm so excited to talk tonight because we just experienced the Blazers exit interviews. And I'm speaking for myself, but maybe for all of Rip City, a little more explosive than we're used to and maybe would have liked, but also a lot, a lot of content to talk about in terms of the Blazers future. So I'm super excited to have both of you on. As yes. always, in chat about Rip City. And and with that, I think the best way to go about this, I know <clears throat> us three have been chatting a little bit here over the last week. I think we go snake draft. You know, this is what we're good at. This is what we do a lot of the time. And and we focus here in on the Blazers quotes slash, you know, media topics that mm-hmm. uh, came out of the exit interviews as well as the Blazers offseason. Um, obviously, the Blazers finished with the fifth worst record in the NBA, an impressive tank job after being only two games out of the, out of the play-in game about yeah. a month ago. So well done to a Rip City there. I don't know how that's sitting with Dame. I'm sure we'll get into that. But at the same time, a 10.5% chance at the first pick, a.k.a. Wemby, uh, our hope and savior, you know, crosses the fingers. <laughs> so really, really excited to chat about what the franchise is going to do from this point on. And so I think without further ado, we just – we just dive right in real quick. Ty, how you doing yeah. tonight? Oh, doing phenomenal, man. I mean, nothing, nothing better than decompressing with the boys, talking some Blazers. <laughs> you know, we're done with the season, but we're moving on. We're, we're moving forward. Decompressing it, is the perfect word. And, I mean, and decompressing, there's a this, lot of... There's really well, a lot to get off the chest today. So. There is. There is, absolutely. And so this episode's going to be totally Blazer-focused. And Kyle, I know you've been itching to talk about Rip City. You're our, you're our resident research specialist uh, when it comes to Blazer talk. So... How are you feeling after uh, the exit interviews? Just in a couple words. Uh, spicy. We're feeling. <laughs> That's a good yeah, word we're feeling it. really spicy. I don't know how I got that title as of the research expert. I just read a lot of Blazers Twitter, which is a crazy place nowadays. <laughs> Twitter. It is. I don't. It's so much. It's so entertaining, but it also just like the negative energy on Twitter oh, brings God. me down. So like, what I've realized is uh, there's like really only two Blazers podcasts that I'll pay attention Same. to. There's Jack's Ram, Jack Ramsey's, which yep. is like the Portland media dudes who yep. are always extremely positive, and it brings me up because Blazers Twitter, and then there's like Blazers Uprise, which is another one that I kind of flirt with. He it's is like, crazy. It, it, it's so negative on Blazers Uprise that getting the, the combination of the positivity from Jack Ramsey's, the negativity, I feel like I get even keeled because of that. <laughs> I, I cannot. I mean, I was saying it last week when we were talking about like how I was saying everything was just sad on Twitter. Like that Uprise, dude, it's like it's like the world is ending. Like, constantly. I, I like it's how like, it's not honest. He is at times like he like he does make he does paint a picture that's he does. pretty realistic but it's just it's just in a very negative way so it's, it's hard for me to blame him but just mix in some positive stuff you know here we go i'm just talking about for his health his general like he needs to like he, he needs to quit being so stretched out bro like it's gonna be okay <laughs> <laughs> who's the guy and i i might be uh harping on the same person i thought it was like chad in rip city or something like that. oh chad's chad's mad all the time well he's just i I follow that guy. I think it's oh, a hate no. follow. I think it's a hate follow, but man, 
he really makes me sad every time I see him. Well, and, and and then if we're gonna go start telling saying names, the Dwight James is oh. so Dwight. So- so funny. Dwight James is like those old baseball writers that are just mad that there's a pitch clock now. They're like, that's that obscures the sanctity of the game. It's because they're fucking old and have no power anymore. And they just are sad about the world changing. Oh, so they're so sad. Now that we've uh, absolutely obliterated two <laughs> yeah. of yeah. popular writers, let's dive right in for all yeah. 15 of our listeners. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so tonight like i mentioned we're gonna do a snake draft on blazer topics really just giving us prompts uh we can run through and chat about a little bit uh, i think kyle will we'll start with you here um as i said you're kind of the guru of rip city twitter in this podcast um what is your first topic stemming from either the exit interviews or just kind of post regular season uh 2023 that you want to you want to hop on uh we'll start with a dane quote slash topic because Dane's interview was pretty, pretty entertaining. If you guys yeah, yeah, that's a good word for it. Um, the one I'll start with, just because I think it, it's it's one that a lot of people, our 12 listeners, are going to want us to get into, is where hey, he 15. says, <laughs> what is that? 15. Oh, 15, all right, round up. Um, he said, I know there are guys who want to come to Portland that move the needle, but knowing that and being able to put something together to make it work isn't guaranteed. So I feel like that's one that is like everyone's talking about is I think most people are kind of able to connect the dots and know at least a short list of names that he's probably referring to the most notable probably being Mikel Bridges, just because him and Dame and Anthony have worked out together. They're on the USA team together, I believe. Um, So like that similar connection with Jeremy Grant. Um, So that seems to be the main person, I guess he's referring to, but then there's also been, uh Jalen Brown has been thrown yeah. out as a potential name, which would be very, very exciting. Um I can't remember who all who all there was. a lot of it's speculation, but I feel like those were the two names that were like, oh, I think Bam out of Bayou was one because of also the USA connection. So it was like those are the three that seem to be talked about the most, which obviously any one of those three would be absolutely fantastic if we were able to get acquire one of those three guys. Um it would be amazing. So yeah, I mean, we can get into each one of those if we want to. I'm curious what, who you guys think, like, of those three, one, I guess, who would you want? And, like, two, who do you actually think is possible to obtain? <laughs> possible? I don't know. I mean, Connor and I were talking about before, Bam might be, like, an untouchable guy. Um, but what I take from that Dame quote is I feel like he's he's saying there's guys that want to come here without throwing his own teammates under the bus at the same time, like, hey, we got to trade Ant, like, to get – these guys you know he, he's being very general and specific and he's the more i listen and certain people and dame is very involved obviously with the front office right now and the whole team and i mean he is there i guarantee joe and the other assistant gms you know they're teaching dame like this is what we need to do in order to maybe make this possible so he's learning about all the different things that go on with making a trade you know and he's just becoming very realistic because nothing's really happened. But um, I think it's an exciting – I mean, I am always excited, I know. But this summer, <laughs> we, we will be making a deal. We will be making a deal. I we mean, Cronin basically said it. We'll get to that. We'll get to those we'll quotes to that. a little and, bit. But, but I think – and, and you, Dame in the front office already talked before these interview, uh, exit interviews. It's, they, they know that it's now or never, really, and – 
it's just interesting to see who we'll get. Now, I don't, I don't know what's realistic, to be honest with you, Kyle, but, I mean, any of those names would tickle me happy. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Can I throw a counterpoint, though, is that I think this is, you know, Ty, you're mentioning, like, I do believe Dame and the front office are very, very close, but it's a lot different talking player to player than actually executing a deal. Like, mm-hmm. Of course, when they're at the All-Star game, Jalen Brown's like, yeah, dude, I'd love to play together. And, sure. and Bam Adebayo's like, oh, that'd be fantastic. But mm-hmm. going from Miami to Portland's like a very big shift in kind of how your basketball career is going to be viewed by the media. And not in terms of like, oh, you're making a bad move going to Portland, but just in terms of market size. I mean, it's always got to be the first thing we at least mention is like mm-hmm. that is going from a major market to – a mid-market, being generous to Portland, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe a small market, yeah, but at the same time, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. And so when Dame says things like that, and he says needle mover, and then he also says, like, I'm not interested in rebuilding, to me, that's less that the front office and Dame have a list of people they know will want to come, and more Dame saying, like, I'm putting the pressure on you to find needle movers, and the needle movers aren't on our team now, at least uh, at least the core group is not the needle movers he's talking about. And so to me, it's, it's still a little bit like nerve wracking to hear that kind of thing. I do believe there's a chance, you know, especially um, more towards the Jalen Brown um, side of things, because he's already mentioned he is not, he does not need to resign with Boston. He said that he's like, he's not a guy that's like, I'm I'm here to stay with J- uh, Jason Tatum and I'm, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, and sorry, who was the first guy? I, I, Mikel Bridges. Oh, Mikel Bridges. And that one I could believe because I feel like Mikel Bridges is blowing up now, but also maybe hasn't blown up to the level where he needs a major market. Um, so I'd love, I think Mikel Bridges might be out of those three, the most realistic. I don't know if it means that we have the, the, plan in place to go and grab one of those guys i agree a move has to be made this summer and, and yeah. again, i'm sure we'll dive into that as a topic um out i of agree the- with almost everything you just said i i do think that if there is a plan i think it's going to be for mikhail bridges just because i think it's the most realistic of the right. three like i think with jalen brown like he has one more year on his contract after the season so it's like i don't feel like Cronin in Portland in general is going to be willing to make a move for him unless there's an extension like kind of under the table that's going to happen and I don't know if Jalen Brown wants to do that like does he want to sign an extension with Portland like that would I guess and it'd be the biggest trade package without a doubt like to get a two-time all-star like Mikel Bridges isn't an all-star yet um so it would take the most to get him but I think you can get Mikel Bridges with Anthony Simons and then you can get him or you'd obviously add in this year's first round pick which from what I've read, it sounds like unless we get the number one pick, we're probably trading the first pick or our first round pick this year, which and I, d- I, think I, do have, I do have a topic with that. And, and let's just jump into it now because I have plenty more. Uh, if we on that note, I agree. That's what it sounds like from Joe is like, unless we get the first pick, he's on board with we need to win now. But what if it's two or three? What if it's two or three? To me, you need to be getting like a perennial all-star. Maybe not perennial. That's that's too far. You need to get a potential all-star. Like like Mikel Bridges, I would be I would be split on that, but very 
I, I'd be okay with that. Even if we ended up losing the deal, that was a good, you know, stab. Maybe. Well, you might get but another top player. Three, that's a you could get more Mikel probably Bridges. from Brooklyn. I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I'm just, I, I want to gauge you too on like, if it's a top three pick, what would you want to do with our franchise? Ty, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I mean, uh, uh, we can throw this out here. I mean, if you get the first pick. Okay, first pick. Yeah, first pick, sorry, you take sorry. Wemby. Two or three. Two or three. Yeah. Wemby's, Wemby's yeah. you go for Wemby no matter what you do. Yeah. Unless, unless Giannis or Embiid becomes available. Okay. That's deal. the only situation I, would, I feel like you would do it. Or Jokic. Yeah, or Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> that, works too. I, I that works too. That works too. That's fine. <laughs> okay, so let's exclude those three and exclude the first pick. If you get two or three, are you automatically trading? Is what I want to know. I think, I, yeah. Go ahead, Ty. Yeah. I, I, I say yes. I say yes because it only helps bolster our asset pool and really allows us to go after, like, what is Brooklyn looking? I just looked up Mikhail Bridges' contract. He's got three years left after this year on it. I don't know where Brooklyn's really headed. You know, they got a lot of interesting pieces, a lot of young athletic guys, a bunch of forwards. But um, I, I'd say if you get anything but the one pick, I, I, I don't see us keeping. I see us trading for sure. I don't I know. Think I, yeah. I'm not saying I would recommend we do that because, like, it all depends on what moves are on the table, right? In order for that to, re- like, we're not going to know what's on the table. But I agree with Tyler that I think they're probably going to trade it. And I think if it's two or three, I agree. I think it's it's just good for us because then there's no longer that need. Because if you have the second pick in, compared to if we had the sixth pick, all of a sudden, if, you, if you're trying to trade the sixth pick, other assets are going to have to maybe be involved. Like, are we going to have to trade another future first-round pick? Are we going to have to include more second-round picks? Like, what else are you going to have to include to make that sixth pick worth it for the team that you're trying to get their potential all-star for? I think with the two or three, you don't necessarily need that extra asset, that extra sweetener. You know, it's like it's a top-three pick. I think you can attach that with an Anthony Simons and get – an, an all-star caliber player, if not an already all-star type player. Maybe I'm overrating Anthony Simons than compared to a lot of other people, but I mean, the guy is 23 and he just averaged what, like 22 and four on an right. amazing efficiency. So it's, I, I think you could get a good deal. I don't think you're overrating Ant. I, I think the, maybe we're underrating what a second and third pick really means. Like you're talking yeah. like Scoot Henderson could be the next John Moran. Like they have similar builds. They have similar athleticism. You're talking Brandon Miller could be the point forward you've always wanted for your franchise, right? Not a LeBron James, but a similar play style, let's say. No one's, you know, no one's going to be LeBron until the next obvious LeBron, maybe Wemby, you know, someone mm-hmm. like that. But to me, you know, we're like, Mikhail Bridges is a perfect player to talk about with this. Is like, yeah, it's an easy two example. Two or three worth that. Like Mikhail Bridges is fantastic for Brooklyn because he's the guy scoring. If he comes and plays with Dame, is he not back to close to the Phoenix Mikhail Bridges because he's not holding the ball every possession? And like, I think it's a, it's a perfect player again, because you're going to get 50, 50 reaction here. Whoever you talk to is like half the group's going to be passionately like, yes, get Mikhail. Let's win right now. Mm -hmm. And then half the group's going to be like, I mean, Mikhail Bridges has had a great last two months but also, he is he. If you put him on our team now, is that now, are you a championship contender now? And I'm not maybe championships too far, 
but a, a really good team in the West. Because one thing that's very concerning to me is the Western Conference was not good this year because mm-hmm. of injuries, mostly because of injuries. It's not because mm-hmm. the players aren't good. It's like half the good players in the Western Conference, Jaw, KD, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera. Rudy Gobert's punching his own teammates. Like mm-hmm. you got you got half the players in the Western Conference just not playing basketball for a lot of the season. AD and LeBron, obviously. And you can go down the line team to team. Um, and we were still bottom bottom of the barrel, even when we're competing, you mm-hmm. know, right? We're hanging on by a thread. And to me, Mikel Bridges doesn't put us at four, f- four, three, or two, or one. Like, we're still in so. the same spot. But, and so, like, you're leveraging your whole future. And I guess the point is, what we're getting at is, like, if you keep the second or third pick, you're trading Dame, right? I mean, it's like, or maybe not trading, but I you're rebuilding still because that person's not going to be a 25 mm-hmm. and five and five guy in your first in mm-hmm. his, in their first season. So For it's sure. a, it's a really oh, me, tough position. What if you extend it to this? So say I, cause I a hundred percent agree with you. Like if you got Jalen Brown, I'd trade two or three. Yeah. Let I, me be that, clear. I would say, I was going to say that first, like if it was Jalen Brown, I think we'd feel different. You I'd like, trade you'd be it. I would trade it for Jalen Brown. But for the Mikel Bridges situation, I agree. Like just trading Anthony in the top, in a two or three pick, like you're probably overpaying. And I don't think Mikel alone makes us a, a, a contending team. You'd need to do something else as well. But right. what if you extend it to this? Cause I did hear about, I did read somewhere. I can't remember what source this was, but what if you just said, fuck it, we're going to go all in with Brooklyn. And you're going to say, I'm going to give you Anthony Simons, Yusuf Nurkic, the second pick and like a Nasir Little. And you're going to give me Mikel Bridges, Finney Smith and Cam Johnson. Then what if it's like, what if you extend it to something like that? Because if you look at Brooklyn's roster, can we throw Nick Claxton on it? there too? Like there's so many like really talented role players on that team. And they're a team that right now, what are they six in the East? And like, they're really sitting. Are they really? It's like, yeah, I think they are. And I'm like, they're like, they, they don't have like a true superstar. That's going to really ever result in them. I think right. being a top team in the East right now. So they have all these role players that they acquired when they got rid of KD and I think, like, if you can attach, like, Anthony Simons, who's already a young, up-and-coming, su- potential, I'm not going to say superstar, potential all-star caliber player, let's say that, he's shown that, and you get a second pick, I'm wondering if maybe you could squeeze out some of those really talented oh. role players to come with Mikel, which would make that a really, really, and if you gave them Nurk, too, and you got Claxton back, like an actual <laughs> center that's really good at defense, like, he's a, he was an incredible defender this year, so I feel like there's some juicy options with Brooklyn. There, I, think. I think the packages would be different, right? Like if we're trading the two and three or three pick or whatever with Ant for uh, Jalen Brown, that's probably all you're getting from the Celtics because Jalen Brown's a stud. Yeah. I'll throw him Pritchard, but, bring him home. That's, that's fine. fine. <laughs> but, um, you know, you're trading with a team like Brooklyn for Mikel, you know, then, then you're talking about, you know, I'm looking at their roster right now. Yes, they are the sixth seed by a healthy four games. So they're not even close to the plan. Um, they got players all up and down this lineup, you know, like good players. And like a lot of them are young, you know, Claxton's 23, Mikel 26. I mean, um, it's, so it's just, it's riddle just you this time, which would you rather do? Would you rather trade Ant and the second, say, say it's second or third, we're sticking in that hypothetical situation, which is again, probably not likely or more likely going to be five, six, seven. But if it was the second or third, would you rather trade the second and Ant to Boston for Jalen Brown, which We'd have to include more, I think, for salary with that. So I don't think it would actually be that simple. But hypothetically speaking, let's just, yeah, that, let's just keep it yeah. simple. Or would yeah. you rather do the trade with Brooklyn where you're getting Mikel and then like maybe another two 
like pretty nice role players. I, I this might be crazy, and I like first of all, is Jalen Brown going to sign with us? Second point would be um, Mikhail is on his first year of a four year deal, so he's he's locked up for another three years. Um, if we got Mikhail and Nick, like if just getting Jalen Brown, like Nurk is still on our team, and I am just so anything but Nurk right now. Like I, I like the guy, I think, but. You might have to include him though. I think and Ant to get him I, to match his salary. I think. Oh, for, for Brown. Wait, yeah, it, that would be a salary match. I don't think the league values Yusuf Nurkic anymore the same way. Like, I yeah. mean, if no. we traded him a year or two ago, we might have had a little value because Something. his contract's so small. People know he's a waste of space on your basketball team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so is that too harsh? Because it's just a fact. Or? No. I think you just got to go there, not overthink it, and go Jalen Brown because having Jalen Brown and hopefully Jeremy Grant next to each other at the power forward and small forward position sounds very awesome. Um, and then you, you know, you got Damon Shaden probably at the one and two, and then you figure out the five. I don't. There's, there's. It's kind of a tough question. I it's it's like. super I tough. It's I, that's a good question. As, yeah. Yeah, go I on, think. Go yeah, I think I I just will make a choice just for podcast sake. I'd go Jalen Brown. Because to me, he is he is a guy that vaults us into a next level of team. And I'm not saying the Brooklyn package doesn't, because those are the best of the best role players you can build a team with, basically. Like, they have 10 guys that should be on top playoff teams. Yeah. Uh, but, but one point, since the KD trade, they're 13 and 17. They're the sixth seed because before he left, they were like 32 and 15 or so. I don't know the yeah. exact record. But, like, sure. KD was – carrying that squad on, yeah. his, on his back. Um, and so, like, those guys are all fantastic, but then you're really like, hey, Dame, still carry us, but now you've got help. Jalen Brown, it's like, that's not CJ. That's Paul a different one. move. That's yeah. a different move. Like, that, yeah. you're talking two all-stars, maybe. And Mikhail Bridges, you're, you're hoping that he keeps up the production you have now. So... I, I agree. The contract, the one year thing, that's a huge caveat because if he, if you trade him just, for one year, he just bounces. Sucks. Yeah, Dude, I don't, I don't think Portland would make that deal. Yeah, but, I don't think they would do the deal without it being like a guaranteed they're going to extend yeah. him because like, there's always those behind enough. the scenes things going on. So, but to me, it's to me, it's it's Jalen Brown in that scenario, uh, yeah. far ahead of far ahead of the Nets package because he is one individual player that brings you to the next level. You dump salary and you rebuild the role players. You have Dame, Jer- uh, Jalen Brown, maybe Jeremy Grant. I have a topic on that as well, but maybe Jeremy Grant. And, like, I feel a lot better about that than where we sit today, and I, I honestly feel a lot better about that than even if we got that four, the four role players from the Nets, even though I very much highly value those four players. If, if Brown's off the table, give me that four-player deal. Mm-hmm. But, again, so so we'll wrap up on this topic here, but – one more question for you both. Let's remove being diehard Portland Blazer fans. Uh, we're being kind of ridiculous, I think, at, at a point. If I really re- remove my bias, the fact that we're saying trade a second pick to pair anyone but maybe a Jalen Brown enough level for a 33-year-old Dame now, like a second pick, like we're talking – or third, second or third. I think four and back, you trade it and you just go for it. Like this isn't the strongest draft in the world, but I do think the top two, especially maybe top three are, are pretty uh, damn special players. Um, I'm just curious, like 
if I'm living in Milwaukee right now and I'm looking at Portland's situation, I, I feel like the obvious answer is like, there's no way to sacrifice that big of an asset to go with Dame at a 33 year old and on, even unless you're getting bam Jalen, like someone obviously that could carry your future after Dame, you know, like, yeah. so I'm, I'm curious. It, I know that's a pessimistic, pessimistic take, but is there a counter to kind of that outlook in your guys' head? No. I mean, it, um, no, I mean, it's, it's classic Blazers. Like it definitely right. doesn't line up at all for us. Like Dane going 33, we're going to have this hopefully top five pick. It's like, we know we can't take it because we have Damon. We have to trade it to make him happy. So <laughs> exactly. it's, just, it's just lined up perfectly. Like we don't even have that choice. And to be honest with you boys, like we fuck up the pick so many times. It's like, let's go get a player that we know is good. And like, I don't hey, know. It's, it, the Blazers were 62 and 10 when Greg Oden played. <laughs> it's, it's just like good things don't happen to us. Let's just go trade, <laughs> trade this pick. And you're so right. And instead of like, we're, we're not, gonna pick the wrong guy. That's a, we're that's gonna a, point, the wrong that's a guy. point that I did not think about. I forgot God hates the Blazers. Like that's a really <laughs> good point. I'm even, dude. Brandon I, Miller's probably gonna bring a gun that. to something. Like if we pick, hey, like, hey, like, easy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I fucking knew that was coming. Wait, but I did think about that earlier today. If we ended up with the first pick, Wimby would blow us. No doubt. No doubt about it. Like zero percent chance he would be. The player he should be. <laughs> yeah. So, don't break his foot before the season starts. Or exactly. Uh, He's too skinny. Yeah. yeah. No, but Connor, you're totally right. And I think it's it's not even like take your blazer cap off. It's more just like put your logical hat on. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, I agree. Like right you, you're you're currently sitting with Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp, and like you're going to say, oh, but you could also have Scoot and or Brandon Miller, and then like you could trade Dame, get a shit ton of draft capital, and like. Your we could be the build core is Dame, Shaden, and Brandon Miller, for example. Like, that's a great place to start. Are yeah. you kidding me? Like, One, those two, are three. three right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, so. and I think, did you mean Ant in that? Yeah. Sorry. Ant, Shaden, Brandon, Brandon Miller. Brandon, yeah. Right. Well, and if you well, are rebuilding, two, three. You're, you're quickly rebuilding at that point. Right. Like, that yes. is a great young core to at least put your faith in It'd and fun. whether it works out or not. You're not dumb for trying to go that route i think we're all just i mean if dame leaves i i don't know if i'll watch basketball like <laughs> not because i don't love the game but because man that would sting so bad he's he's a god around here you, you still need you, you i mean you still need that dude right like dame is that dude and is ant gonna be that dude shade i think I mean, Shaden's gonna be that dude and i think, that's I think the next gonna be the, yeah, yeah. That, Ty, do you want to go that. next or do you want me to <laughs> go for it con Okay, well, I'll, I'll do exactly what Kyle's saying. So Shaden's uh, main quote that stuck out to me is uh, in the exit interview, he explicitly said, I'm ready to be a starter. Um, and I think in the last couple games, he showed it. And I have two, two questions. Let's start off here um, for you both. In those last, you know, the last couple weeks, as he's really taken over the, the lead ball handling position for the Blazers, do you believe in what you're seeing or do you think it's similar to Ant last year where it's a product of the tanking environment, you know, getting a lot of chances um, or both? It can be it can be a mix of both. I'm just curious where you guys interpreted his performance, which was obviously spectacular in terms of statistical output. 
Um, but but at the same time, we're not playing a real NBA game from our side of things. Like yeah. you're playing with G League players and Skyler Mays, who's amazing and we should True. sign. But Kyle, I'll uh, go one I got one quick point and I'll let you go. No, and all this, you. And the, and this is question. why I, this is why I I think it's it's not a like I, I think he's the real deal is it's not it, his his shooting stroke is there and he's not always making a ton of threes and anything but the way I watch him drive to the basket and how he uses his body to shield off defenders and hesitates he looks like a like he has some hesitancies like Paul George like the Euro the yeah. step, he's kind of slow, but like slow also it down super after quick. going really fast. Yeah. Yes, but like he'll he was like calm for a screen, like for and the the defender looked for a second, he just went right by him. Like the fact that that just that part of his game comes so natural to him, I, I only think it's gonna get better. And that's that's one of the 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 shot creating and and potential playmaking off that is very high, and I think is great because he's also a great shooter. His stroke yep. is, is beautiful. Absolutely. His, and, his and, and not, not that kind of had all that as well. The only difference being, I think Shaden's actually more athletic, which is crazy to say, because Ant is a freak athlete and Shaden's just a little taller, right? Like an inch or two, oh, maybe. Or, yeah. Oh, I think, I think he's a couple inches. Isn't Shaden yeah. sharp? Like six, like six, 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 seven. Yeah. Six, yeah. five or six, six, but yeah. Ant wasn't doing this at 19. Agreed. No, not 19. That's, That's true. my biggest point. He was doing <laughs> it when he had been in the league for, what, that was his third year when he was in the yeah. league? That Shane's Brandon, doing he, this he, as a true 19-year-old that didn't even play college basketball. And I think, like, that's a big differentiator between the two. And, like, obviously Ant was great last year, but I agree with Tyler in that. Ant didn't always look, didn't always look like the game was, like, moving – well, he had at, so many open threes. Yeah, like, I mean, he had so Shaden, many shots. Yeah, Shaden looks like the game – like, he can – like, the game is not too fast for him at all, and he's 19 and didn't even play college basketball. Like, he can play with the NBA pace. I feel like Ant obviously can too, but he showed flashes where, like, he's a little bit more out of control at times when he's, like, getting to the basket, like Tyler said. Like, Shaden is so smooth in how he does it. It's – optically, it's different, I feel like. And I think, like – there was a statistic. What was it? Someone remind me. Like, uh, like he's doing something at nineteen that only like LeBron had done, or something, or someone yeah. like super elite. Like that. the numbers he was putting up were that I may have boxed that, but there was no, some no. statistics where he's like, as a nineteen-year-old, like only like one other person has done what he's done. I think, in in my opinion, uh, personally, Shaden Sharp is by far, by far, the most special player we've had since Damian Lillard and. I want to point out he has three years on Dame to develop from when Dame joined the team. Dame was 22, maybe 23 because he played all throughout college. Shaden Sharp skipped a year. So really he's 18 in basketball years. If you want to be a rip city bias, like I am, um, he's like 18, 19 in basketball years. He's more athletic than Ant. He's to your, both of your points. You both said the uh, pointed this out, but like, he he looks like an NBA player from the like early on. He knew how to play his role when we were competing. He didn't overdo it, but he was still aggressive. Then the second you give him the ball, he looks like a guy that can lead your team if you put something decent around him. I'm not saying to the playoffs or anything like that, but for a rookie, like mm -hmm. my God, well, he it's was fantastic. And his, I just don't think a guy with that kind of physical build 
combined with what output he's put forward is going to be, I think this is like a guy that's going to be a multiple time all-star. Like I really believe Shaden Sharp is a ideal, ideal next step for Portland post Dame life. And I'm not saying that needs to happen next year or the year after. I'm just saying like, that is who the torch for the franchise, unless we get Wemby and then you pair them together and that's great. <laughs> but that's who the torch should go to. And I will feel very comfortable with that. Like, is he untouchable? Uh, I, to me, Kyle, I, we talked in the trade deadline. He's been untouchable to me. He, yeah. he's been you, you have said that. You have. I, I said before the trade or during the trade deadline, I said, that's not a guy I would move. Like yeah. he, he has been untouchable. And now I think I, again, we sucked at the end of the year and Ant did the same thing. When you get a ton of shots, it's it's easier to put up numbers. But just the way, Tyler, you said this too, that he looks on the court when you're watching the games, like that's an NBA player. And one, and, and he's 19 years old. Like well, to me, he is completely untouchable, not even a discussion. Even for, even like if you're telling me Wemby or Shaden, I'm thinking about it. I know that's ridiculous, and I'm probably. Wow. Thinking, I know. I know. That I, is I, great. Know that's I don't. Ridiculous. Yeah. No, I like it. <laughs> but I love I'm it. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna throw my hot take out there. Like, if you're telling me Wemby or Shaden, I've seen what Shaden does. I haven't so, seen what Wemby does in the NBA. I believe he's gonna be the so next. I mean, a couple, God of the NBA, but I haven't seen it, and I've seen Shaden. I believe what I'm seeing. Like, I don't think that's a product of just tanking. I think he is the guy that should be handling the ball as much as possible for your franchise going forward. And to validate what you're seeing, Connor, when I was still watching all the Blazer games coming down to the final, even to the final game, the, the coaching staff and the front office were thinking the same exact thing because he was getting pulled in the fourth quarters with eight minutes left so that we could lose these games. Right. And, and, and he kept us in them by himself. And he kept basically. us in them by, by himself Skyler against Mace. good teams. Skyler uh, Mays deserves a lot of credit. He does. And yeah, a couple other things about Shaden's game is just so well, like it, every aspect of it is good because other than the scoring and everything, like how about his offensive rebounding and rebounding in general yeah. is so good because he's flying to the ball and then his cutting his off ball yes. cutting or he's active, he's active. He's active. And you've seen the trend into, you know, baseline alley-oop to Shaden, all those plays throughout the season, but like those are there a lot. And because of his ability. Yeah. And I guess, I guess, Kyle, to your point about untouchable, maybe if you're talking Embiid and those kind of Embiid, honest, those kind of guys, which again, they would never get traded. So it would is, have to be a like a guaranteed all star slash superstar, which is I why I say the Wimby thing is like, we yeah. still don't know. And to me, Shane's like shown enough where I'm like, and maybe, okay, the Wemby one is like, obviously, yeah, I guess most, you know, you're going to get a 95% saying I'm being an idiot, but I'm just, I like knowing what you have. And Shaden showed me enough this year to say, like, I think that is the next all-time Blazer great if we keep him. Like, yeah, and that's why I don't think there's, I, that's why I think he has to be untouchable because the rest of the league isn't going to value him like we've seen. Right. Where right. it's like you're not going to be able to get like an established all star. Like people are going to be like, oh, like yeah, you could attach Shaden and like a pick and maybe get like a Mikel Bridges. But it's like, no. and, and oh, I, 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 I hear that and I'm like, no, like I don't want Shaden for like a Mikel, even though 
like yeah timeline wise it might it might help dame i don't really care about that anymore it's like just don't like we we can't get rid of Shaden. huge point you just made there for me too (laughs) huge point you just made there for me too is like i want dame to stay i always want dame here i want him to retire with us be the fourth guy ever to play 20 seasons with the franchise shout out udonis haslam who just finished that mission uh but at the same time like if we traded Dane or Shaden for like a Mikel Bridges, I would adamantly argue we just sacrificed our future for a seventh seed max. Like you're a hundred percent risking that we just passed up on Michael Jordan again. Like exactly, that, we could look and, back in ten years and be like, we did it again. But well, and like even back. even if <laughs> even if we're not saying Michael Jordan, let's just say like like Vince Carter in his prime, like someone like that, even like. I just don't see the potential of many other guys that matches how I view Shaden's potential. I wasn't comparing it to MJ. No, I know. I know. I get what you mean. (laughs) uh, That big of a uh, travesty of a movie. Yeah, Yeah, I get what you mean. But I will remember that you called him Michael Jordan and hope you're right. (laughs) Yep, I said it. To be fair, (laughs) I think Dame realizes that as well because he was, when he was, that quote came out about not wanting to rebuild with these 19 year olds or whatever he he, at the end of that quote um he said obviously Shaden has been different and because he's you've seen the growth from I mean everyone it's it's hard not to see Ant has been different (laughs) (laughs) it's true and Ant also kind of said he was like okay with being traded or he understands if he gets traded Good. That's so another quote we can get into if we want. Yeah, <laughs> Ty, it's it's up to you. Let's let's move it on to the next quote here. Since yeah, I mean, yeah. So one thing I had here was about uh, from Joe Cronin about what the uh, roster was going to be like, and he was saying that it's going to be much more veteran laden than it was this year. So I guess what I wanted to ask you guys after uh, on that was, does that mean a couple more vets or? Or, or how how vet heavy do you think he's thinking there? Like veteran role players in the, on the bench coming off the bench rather than these young guys or just in the starting lineup? What do you think he's referencing there? Or is he thinking both? I think it's an interesting quote. Uh, not because, like, obvious. that's the easy, the easy and right thing to say. Is like, yeah, yeah well, you know what? This year wasn't good with all the young guys. We're going to build around the other guys, but, or vets. This, the, the continuous issue for me, you can say that shit all you want. Get them to sign in Portland. Like, get, get the vets to Portland. How do you do that? Like, Trade. who 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 are these vets? Like, that's great to say. Who is going to make our franchise better that's willing to come here that Joe Cronin's going to get on our team? Because if we could have done that, why didn't he do it last year? Why didn't he do it the year? Like, do we want to play Jabari Brown? I don't. Or... I, Walker. Did I mess up his last name? Yeah. Walker, excuse me. Uh, Troy Brown previously was on our team. Sorry, it's showing my lack of knowledge. But anyway. No, we don't. The answer is no, by the way. Jabari yeah. Walker. But like any of these guys, like, yes, I get you got to give like second round picks, all that potential. Like at the same time, who uh, who's he talking about? That's great to say out loud. But what's the game plan? And if you if you either of you two have any ideas, like I was trying to think of who that would be. I don't know who that is. Like the only thing we're not getting of. like a Jared Vanderbilt or well, he's not even a vet, but like the Lakers are doing kind of what Cronin's talking about. They put in established players, but they're also in LA. 
my only thought is like we're trading some of these guys, you know, and getting veterans back in return with I'd some love of to these do deals. That. I'd love I, to I, I have no idea. I, I really. But then don't. you're talking like, let's say, like Ant for. Oh man, I'm I'm struggling to think of someone right now. But like, let's say Ant, and you get Jordan Clarkson, you get uh, Laurie Markkinen. Actually, he's that would be a good piece. <laughs> but you're getting some of those guys from Utah. You're getting Bogdan Bogdanovich from Atlanta. Like you're getting these vets. Mm-hmm. What I mean to me, that still just puts us in the same place like we're yeah. a little we we are better but i just don't know like that's an easy thing for a gm to say in my opinion okay yeah that was that might have been a kind of a throwaway quote no no i, think I no yeah. i think it's worth talking about it that's just my singular opinion i i do think we need we to were, do what he's saying i think one of the youngest teams in the league this year right absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. i just don't get why next year's going to be different in terms of acquisition i don't think i it's not going to be in free agency. We don't really have that much space to even sign anybody in free agency. Like, cause right. we're going to, if we extend Jeremy, then if you, if you still have Nurk and Ant on your roster, you're only like, I think you're less than 10 million away from being the luxury tax. So you really, and then you still have Matisse as restricted and, uh, uh, kind of forgot about Matisse, I think. So it's like, even like, I don't really think he's referring to free agency. I, I agree Tyler that I don't really think it was like meant to be taken a certain way. I think it was kind of just something he said. But I the think please if, you were, day, if you were to try and find something to attach it to, I think it's trading like an Anthony for for more established veteran pieces. Which it could be one piece, it could be multiple pieces. I don't know. I I think if you just traded Anthony for like two or three genuine role players, I think that's a mistake. Like I don't think we should just be looking at Anthony Simons and saying like, oh yeah, we just have to trade him because like we need to change something up. It's like. I wouldn't trade Amperty unless you're like getting something really good, like a Mikel Bridges type. Like that's the kind of level I would expect in return, which is like Mikel is like basically on par with Amperty, obviously better, but like not an all star, right? But is young, has all these, has all this upside. Like Amperty's pretty much the same, just a little bit younger, right? Like two or three years younger, where he's like, yeah, he's not an all star. So you would have to be getting someone of equal caliber to Anthony, if not even a little bit more, especially if you're including a first-round pick, for God's sake, like a top-five pick. Like, it better be something really nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ex- excluding the first-round pick, I, I will say I'd be – and and I, I might be a little pessimistic. I'm, I'm not a huge Ant guy, personally. I'm not a huge believer in what he is because I think early on this season he had a chance to kind of show – that last year was a big step forward. And I think he's CJ McCollum. Like, I think he is the same, different styles of play, obviously a lot different. And he's younger. I get all that. He's to me, a second, maybe third fiddle to anyone. And, and really, if you want to be a championship team, third fiddle, like I don't see him developing into a guy that's going to carry a franchise, unless you're talking like send him to Charlotte and, Lamelo's hurt. Yeah, he's going to score thirty a game, but he did that for us last year. Like, I don't think he's a guy that makes you that good. So, it, there's a chance for me that I take three veteran veterans that are not to his level, but would be better fits for our starting lineup. If you could, like, if all three were starters for us next year, that you're getting back two way players, <laughs> two way players. Yeah, it, I mean, that's what I'm talking about, right? It's just like really quality two-way players that can fill your starting lineup. And then you, you try to figure out who that second guy is that can bring you, you know, up 
to the contending level. Um, I think I'm just down on Ant though too because the end of the second half of the year was rough. I mean, it was really rough, and the, so like I don't know if he got a fair shake this year to really show who he is. I think I'm just kind of at a point right now where I'm I'm, I'm a little down on the yeah. stock because of how this year went, and that's pretty unfair to like him as a player individually. Yeah, and I think there was maybe when when Damon ant were on the floor together there was maybe some inconsistent shooting from him but he maybe played better when he was True. the main the main ball handler when dame was on the bench um it's and that's why i compare him to cj though is like it's, he's good when dame's out so, no i know like, i i, I one, completely that work together said, to be honest yeah. and, and, it, and it's sad and i don't know i think he does and i don't want to i i definitely don't have this does he have that grab the game by the balls like this is my shit mentality you know like i'm about to take this over but he also has dame on his team who's the guy who's supposed to you know like it's his team you know but dame's is always like if you're hot like go but i I don't know i just i just didn't see the consistency i wanted i I would agree with you there kong and and just to final little piece for me at least on this point was to your exact mention there like I felt like CJ had to grab the game by the balls mentality. Ant seems very like, I know I'm good. I'm going to get my numbers, but it is what it is. Like I never see that fire of like, I'm going to win us a ball game right now. CJ, I even saw that. Like CJ was great. He just didn't fit with Dame. Ant, I just, I don't know if he's just from like the generation of like, make sure I get my shit statistically and move to the next game and be like I've been built for this career my whole life so like it's not really impacting me that we lose and uh, again super unfair of me I'm making very rash judgments but I'm just explaining where my mental state is right now I think there's like he does not inspire me to think he's wanting to be the guy that takes us to a championship with Dane like that's not what I see when I'm watching us play basketball as a as a unit Yes. Whereas, and, like, even Jeremy Grant, I see that edge. Like, yeah. I see the edge, but and I just, he's so good. He's our second best player, but he, I just don't see that part of him. Um, and you know, like, yeah. when Dame will make a big shot or a big bucket and he'll give you, like, the mean mug face or whatever. Yeah. I never Ant see that from Ant. And you know how quiet Shaden is. We all know, but at least Shaden has so many fucking dunks that after a dunk, he'll, like, he'll give you that mean mug a little bit and get you a little amped up. Like, I just don't. I don't get that energy from Ant, really. And to your point on Shaden there, like, Shaden does it through the fact that he's trying to yam on anyone. On oh, anyone, which and I love, by the way. To me, to me, Ant's just trying to make six threes a game, which is awesome if you can do it. But, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just – I get a different gut feeling. But I've uh, – let me tell you, I've been wrong a million times, and I'm actually <laughs> making a million and one on this, on this topic. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Kyle, let's go – Back to you for our next uh, next talking point. Uh, let me see. We've already hit on like a lot of the ones that I had. Just let me. I I have plenty. If you want me to, oh, I got take one. It. Okay, we'll perfect. go in like a different direction away from like players. Cronin said, uh, "Our lack of depth costs us a lot of games. The recklessness came about in the young guys who weren't ready to help us yet. We're not trying to find a player or develop. We're not trying to find a player or develop mode. The rotation. Well, okay, so this is kind of like the veteran one, but." One thing I found interesting about that quote is he took it almost feels like he took responsibility a little bit, whereas a lot of people have been like coming at Chauncey 
and have been like Chauncey's like a lot of Blazer fans. If you read Blazer Twitter, holy oh shit, everyone wants Chauncey fired. And it feels like Cronin was like, yeah, but I didn't really deal him the best hand to to be successful. And I'm curious what you guys think. Like, do you think it truly is that he just didn't have the players, or do we think it's more Chauncey not being a good coach? Con? I can start. Yeah. Um, I, man, this is a tough one. It's a really, really tough one. I mean, it's me. always a combination, right? Of course. And, yeah. and look, we're not trying to get the right answer. We're just we're going Stephen A. Smith mode right now. You got to choose yeah. one or the other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're just giving our opinions. Well, to before me, the season, we knew the team sucked, right? Well, I mean, we convinced ourselves we were going to be good. What? I, Come on, Tyler. We started 10-4, and four and we were convinced we were going to be like a top-five team in the West. Yeah, I, I, Tyler, I can't agree with that. I, I thought we were fucking falling at the beginning <laughs> of the season, first, and I was like, oh, we're good. This is the – Like, all we needed was Jeremy Grant. Yay. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Snap back to reality. We're not good. <laughs> okay, the one, thing, the one thing I'll say on this topic is – or actually, let me, let me ask a second question here um, that, that kind of explains my point. What record does this team have with Terry Stotts? Uh, probably better, but I don't necessarily mean – I don't necessarily – I don't think we're a better I, team. Yeah, yeah. But I do think we you have get, You're picking up what's put down here. Yeah. Yeah. I think you I'm maybe not... get more wins, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's, like, the best thing for the franchise, if that kind of makes sense. Like, I'm not saying bring Terry Stotts back. Like, that's not what yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying is Chauncey Billups – to even the caliber of Terry Stotts as a coach. I would say absolutely not. Granted, Terry Stotts has coached a thousand NBA games in his career, literally. Um, yeah, I think it's a little close to a little too I would say it's a little bit too soon to say that. Little bit. I oh, think I like, agree. it's only his second year coaching and like he has had to coach especially last year, where like the entire season was basically tank mode. So it's yeah. hard to like really judge that first year and be like how good of a coach is he when the entire purpose 75% of that year, their purpose was to lose. Whereas this year, it was Fair like okay, half the season, maybe or more than half the season was, yeah, you're trying to win, but you had a lot of injuries. I'm not trying to make excuses for the team. I'm just trying to say, like, we didn't truly have, like, our, our full starting five for a good portion of when we were trying to win games, which makes That's a fair. difference, right? There's a lot of – and we didn't have a lot of depth to really be like, oh, will you plug in Drew Eubanks for Nurk? It's like, come on. Like, not a lot of teams are going to be able to win with Drew Eubanks as their starting center. So I do love Drew like, Banks, though. I got to say that. I oh, love that I, guy. <laughs> I, Drew's awesome, by the way. I love the effort. Yeah. If you could get an actual, like, um, it, it's back not up center. He's, Just he's keep him as a He's like 6'8", and he's playing back center in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think when you throw in those caveats, right, where it's like, yeah, that's we're boy healthy. You were also still trying to lose games for the last month and a half of the season. I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's a little too soon to say that like he's for sure a worse coach than Terry Stotts. Fair enough. And, and again, it's not, it's not like I was more just curious about like, um, is there a little echo? A little bit. Oh, you're good. Okay. I'll me. just keep going. Um, but with, with the Terry Stotts thing, I guess what I was thinking of is like, he had some pretty bad rosters that he made us playoff contenders with, but you are, you are, you hit uh, a point I didn't consider where like the franchise has basically dictated to Chauncey, we need to lose at certain points. And, and I think as Blazer fans, we take that super, per I take that super personally towards Chauncey when it's not even his decision. 
Yeah. yeah. And he did say how much he hates the losing in his exit interview, which of course, right. No one likes to lose, but it's yeah, like, you can almost, yeah, you can almost <laughs> see on his face that he's like, I didn't take this job. Like, wanting to come into a situation like this where we were going to have to tank and lose games. And so I'm not trying to really fully defend Chauncey here. I'm more just trying to play like devil's advocate for those who are just like coming at Chauncey's job and saying he needs to be fired. Cause I think there's a little bit more to the story than just the wins and losses. I would agree with that. And I think he deserves at least another year to see it out and, and, and an off season that hopefully is successful and it gets us a few veteran players that he can really work with. Um, we all, the, we knew Josh Hart was getting traded uh, this this year, um, and the prior year we knew CJ was getting traded. That so, yeah, it's it's a tough spot, man. I mean, obviously he's not a as good of a coach as Terry m- maybe right now, but hopefully he's learned a lot in these two years. And it sounds like maybe uh, some of our assistant coaches might get jobs elsewhere too. So I'm sh- I'm pretty sure we're going to see a different staff this year. But I I also kind of think of Chauncey. Like he's so similar to Dame, they're almost a, almost a pack deal, right? Yeah, and they he like, definitely likes playing with him. Or neither him. of neither of them are here to lose basketball games. So if you're going to deal Dame, fire Chauncey. Like that's yeah. gonna put in a filler option. They're the exact same. Like that's the same timeline. You brought Chauncey in to specifically for Dame. Dame basically the way we're getting it, the information picked Chauncey, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they have a great relationship by the way yes. they interact on the court. And all the players that do, it seems like, with him. Right. Yeah, they like so it. I think it's one of those things where it's like, if if you're going for it, keep Chauncey, give him the shots. If you're going to rebuild, send him out. Let him go coach elsewhere if he wants. Yeah. or like Go to Detroit. You know, Find a find an interim guy like just to guide you through the rebuild. But to me, they're they're somewhat of a package deal in terms of how you view your future. Yeah, because I, I agree, Kyle. You you hit a lot of points that I didn't consider. Like it's too early to judge him. We've been a shit team the last two years, and you can't pin that on him. It's it would be a miracle if he was able to do anything special with the rosters we've had. Like a miracle. And it's like, would you like go back to last year? would you have wanted Chauncey to, like, make that team a playing team? It's like, no, we really needed to kind of tank and, like, we had no assets. We got Shane Sharp. And we got Shane Sharp. Like, we needed, like, Neil Shea put us in a situation where we couldn't really acquire assets. And I know a lot of people like to go at Cronin and be like, we didn't get enough for the whole Rocco, CJ McCollum situation. I don't think people realize that everything they're saying we should have done wasn't an option. And, like, for some reason, it's so hard for people to realize that. Because it's like, yeah, like, yeah, we would have loved to have gotten first round picks for Roko, but like, guess what? We probably couldn't. So Roko's out of the <laughs> freaking lineup. Out of the, he doesn't play. He doesn't play. Yeah. <laughs> and CJ, I I follow Pelicans because I like their team and uh, Zion and just they're an interesting team. And wait, they're, they're, Zion, the assistant coach. Oh, it's too bad. But anyways, they're they're all still like they have their frustrations with CJ McCollum over there too, just like we did. So and I, we weren't. They weren't world beating. I mean, they were great players, Norman, Roca, but it it never made yeah. sense. We were never getting all these good deals. Yeah. Them. And my and original a, point is like, would you have been happy if we won games these last two years and like made the play in? I feel like it would be more frustrating because we'd be in that we'd just be more in the middle. Or it'd be like now we're well, look have at the Mavs. Look anything. at the Mavs. Yeah. Well, yeah, a little bit. I mean, they also traded for Kyrie Irving, so I have a hard time feeling. Hilarious. Bad. <laughs> Hilarious. 
situation. And any missed exit interviews? Do you, I mean, he it's, might be off the team. They probably there. traded all that for nothing. Dude never disappoints in terms of drama. Oh my gosh, that was funny. Who's going to sign Kyrie? Sorry, that's a tangent to go on, but oh my god, who is going to pick that? Someone up? will. I mean, someone's going to give him a ton of money. Like he will get signed because watching him play, he's so amazing. He's great. Talent-wise, like yeah. he's crazy. He's crazy good, but how is he not a top seventy-five player? Like this uh, guy, Tyler. Tyler. Because have you seen what's happened ever since he hit his shot in the game seven? Like, I mean, he's literally tanked three franchises now. He tanked the Celtics, Nets, and Mavs in in succession. He has not had a good moment outside of the first twenty games with the Celtics. Like since then, he has been nothing but a nightmare for whatever team he is employed by. And I think that plays into why he's not track record. It's so bad. Oh my god! Like if you want to just do stats, sure. But and granted, maybe he does still deserve top seventy-five. But like, I'm I'm just talking stats and play like franchise ruiner, top seventy-five for sure. Like (laughs) top ten, number one, maybe, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) But like, if you're just like, if you take everything out and you're just talking basketball, like he's amazing. Yeah, talent-wise, he's incredible. Anyway, yeah. we're not here to talk Kyrie tonight, at least. No, we're not. Uh, let's move it along to the next subject. I've, I've got one for us here. Um, it's, a, it's a pair of Blazers uh, in their futures. The next move with Nurk and Jeremy Grant's pending contract. Those, those are the two subjects I want to hear from you both about. Um, feel free to take it away. I think Jeremy Grant will All be right. back. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Tyler, you're lagging. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, I don't know. It sounded like you were lagging, but I'll start because you were lagging. So you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I would say there's a 97% chance Jeremy Grant is a blazer next year. I felt like his exit interview, like, yeah, he didn't directly say, like, yes, I'm going to be here, but there was just a lot of, like, yeah, a lot of quotes. Of, yeah, like, kind of expected to happen. Everyone else I got interviewed, like Dame, Cronin, all of them were kind of like, yeah, like. I expect him to be back. He really wanted that fifth year. And it makes sense. It's an extra $30 million. Like, I, I have no, I have, a lot of people are like, why would you, why would he have not just signed the extension? It's like, well, if you had an extra $30 million that you knew you could get, then you'd probably hold out and wait till the offseason as well. So I don't think he's out to get us. I don't think Jamie Grant's going to put us in a situation where we get screwed unless we tried to go at him and be like, oh, we're only going to pay you like $20 million a year when he knows he's probably capable of getting like a 30 plus million dollar year contract. Um, so I, I feel like he's a lock to be with us next year. I don't, I don't know if you disagree with that. Ty, no, but. no, I agree with you, Kyle. And what I'm sure we've heard the same things because we, li- we listen and talk or read the same people, but they were saying five-year deal, right. And about $32 million a year, that's 160 million over five years. And those longer deals a lot of the times end up being bargains by the time those deals are even done. And the way these new um, TV rights and stuff are going, like it sounds like the, the, the limit on what we can spend is only going to be going up anyway. So if we get a guy like Jeremy for five years, versatile athletic plays defense and is a, a great locker room guy. And uh, like, I, I, you do that, right. I, I, you do it and, and you be happy for it, especially because it seems like he wants to be here. So yeah, I, I, I do. I do thing. think. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think we we will get it done with him. Connor, well, go for it, buddy. 
Well, I was just curious. Like, I, I agree. Like, the fact that he wants to play for Portland, that matters. That yes. does matter as a small market. But if we're sincerely talking about building a team, you're going to pay him like a number two or number three. Well, you kind of you kind of miss a little bit of what Tyler was just oh, saying. Oh, sorry. I think I think Tyler's right, and Tyler, I don't I don't want to steal what you were saying. Go but, for it. Go. You know uh, it better than I do. He was basically what they're saying. Connor is they're expecting like a five year. I think it's like a hundred sixty million dollar contract, which ends up being about thirty to thirty two a year. And what they're anticipating is that yeah, in the first year, that Maybe might two. look like an overpay. But with the there's like an expected oh, with the TV deal coming in, it's going to open up a lot. So more those longer money. deals yeah. end up being yeah. decent deals sometimes, Con. No, I, I I do agree with that. I I I'm with you guys. I'm just I I still yes, it's an overpay up front, but I still don't know. To me, Jeremy Grant has to be your fourth best player to be a really good team right now. I agree. Uh, with that. I would argue or, third, or you need a really or okay. I he could be your third, but you have to have a really good second. I, I agree, and that's Tatum what and Brown and Grant. Right, it would Tatum Brown and Grant would be a yeah. great three. Dame. Ant and Grant is not a great three. So but. if we got Jalen Brown, what would you say to that? If you had Dame, Jalen Brown, Grant, what is that? Okay, you got me. Yeah, I, I, think, like I think that's a <laughs> Yeah, no, you got me. Hey, hands up. That's well, a, you well, got how about me this card? I'd like that. Jaden Sharp. Awesome. Oh, and throw with Jaden Sharp, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, great points. You know what? I'm going to back out of this one gracefully and, and, and say and I that, was wrong. <laughs> that situation right there, like, we are never going to have this team. The Blazers are never going to have this team that's like, holy shit, like we are projected number one overall team going into this season. The like, big three. Quote the unquote. big three. Like if you're telling yeah. me we get Dame, Jalen Brown, Jeremy, Shaden, like let's roll. You know, that gives us a shot. And maybe You're a contender. You may not be yes. the favorite contender, but you, yes. in today's NBA, that's a team that could maybe oh, win. Make some noise. Stick with maybe. me here. We need to be the 2004 Pistons. Zero guys that you would say you're my the best player in the league by any measure, but yep. four or five guys that you're like, you're all in the top 50. And you all have to play yeah. defense like dog, like, oh, that would be so well, maybe like you're all 30 through 50. But and then, you you know, you have a couple guys like Dame who can hit huge shots. But uh-huh. and, and Connor, to cap off the Jeremy Grant thing really quick, we've been asking for a player like him for so long. I'm not saying he's the best wing long athletic wing that we've been dreaming of but he's good and there's no yeah. doubt like he's been an all-star right he was an all-star in detroit one year i know like they were bad but you know it's it's well, something that, like, i don't think You're we're right. going to be able to find something like that elsewhere and so it's almost like you take what you get with him and like I don't want to sound. I feel. I feel like no. if you say that he's not enough. That's being a little spoiled as a Portland fan because I think like he is enough. Like yeah, he's not the best, but like he's a great two-way wing. That is yeah, not the most elite defender, but he's better than everyone else we've had over the last fucking seven years, probably. Yeah. So I feel like it. it you just, we just need to be happy that we have him. No, and I you used a keyword there like spoiled is the right word. It's like yeah, what do you expect us to get in return? <laughs> like, and the major thing is. You're going to lose that asset for nothing if you don't resign him. At least if you resign him, you can trade a $30 million contract because, like you're both saying, that's going to be less like $30 million staggering because we're not used to it. But two years from now, that might be every well, fourth best player that's how we in the Jeremy, league. Dude. We got Jeremy Grant for the Milwaukee first round pick. Like, how <laughs> crazy is that? Like, that, that is, is wild. Nothing. 
<laughs> that is wild. No, you guys are right. I, I think I think I was a little overzealous on that one. Like beggars can't be choosers is what it comes down to. Is like we're beggars, we're not choosers. So yeah. we, we got to take what we can get. <laughs> like that's also. A- Dame making fifty million a year, so is just no, no time. Sixty million when he's thirty-six 60, years old. Sixty million. Sixty-three million when he's thirty-six years old. That's happening. Guess what? Right now, worth every penny of the memories. Yes, I don't give a shit. Is. Me neither. I don't care. <laughs> Terrible for our franchise. Don't give a shit. <laughs> nope. Uh, okay. Get to your second part of the question, and that yeah, I, this is the this is the part where. Everyone, everyone, temper your uh, verbiage that we're using here because I know we're all very frustrated. Let's talk Yusuf Nurkic here, and let's let's keep this pretty quick because I think we all agree. But like, I mean, where do we stand? I think you want to trade him if possible, but like, just what? Who's going to take him? I'd cut like, him. I think he I has to be. You have to like if you're going to trade him, you have to like include him in a package with other nice things, right? I don't think there's like a trade use of Nurkic and get something returned because the contract situation is not going to work out. You're not going to get somebody. He's only 12 million. <laughs> that's that's why it's frustrating. Like we, if he could just produce, it'd be the best contract in basketball. But he, this year was as bad as it's gotten for me. So he can't jump. He can't finish. <laughs> he can't dunk. And he's like 7-1. His finishing has been an issue. He cannot he got finish <laughs> around the basket with those stupid little flip shots. I he can't them. move his feet. He can't block shots unless this he's... Is like the Kwame Brown brand. <laughs> it is, this, but it's accurate. Yeah, and, keep going. The And the thing about he, he brings the play of the team down. In the in the morale, like in the morale, the sucks. attitude, everything about it, he brings it all down. And he, you can't have a player like that, especially in your starting lineup. I would take Drew Eubanks starting at the five over him any single day of the week. You have no matter that was because it's the, equally yeah. The the, the only reason we signed Nurk, uh, he's a, real quick. He's a clutch athlete. The last year when we were tanking, we had to sit him out. Be like. We're, you don't need to play. We're going to pay you. We a lot of our the we have a lot of clutch guys. So it was kind of like a good gr- gracious thing, in my opinion. I, I don't know that for sure, but I think like we had already committed to this, and we just had to do it. To, and we it, it looks like shit now. And I, I I don't like if if you can't trade him, he can't play on this. Like he has to prove me wrong a lot because I'm just so low on it right now that I ca- I don't think I can get much lower. I'm with you, Ty. I, I'm I can't get much lower either. Like I understand he has the talent and he's shown a lo- a ton of flashes of the talent, but I'm the attitude and everything. I'm just like this guy is is not an additive to our roster. At best, he is a decent center, and that's when he's really invested in playing well. Like. He is a decent – he's got okay. great size. I, here's a, he's got great strength. But at the same time, like, he he didn't play much at all this year, it felt like to me. Like, he sat out again, a ton of yeah. games, it felt like. Or or I just didn't notice him because, again, he wasn't producing. Um, and I just – I think the experiment – or the relationship at a point has run its course. Like, we gave it a shot. We gave it a lot of a shot. He what is he in year six with us, seven? It's uh, it's a yeah. lot, man. It's or five, like, somewhere between five and seven. I feel like, and like, I I think that's the same thing every year. It's like talent exactly. is there when he really plays. When are we gonna learn? 
When yeah. are we going to learn he's not what we think he is? Like, oh my god, I would do anything to have Zach Collins back instead of him at this uh, point. Zach Collins sucks. Um, are you kidding me? Have you not seen him this year? Kyle, Kyle, he plays for the San Antonio Spurs. I don't care. Let's go. I I just, he has a great attitude and like plays with the fuck you mindset. Like I know yeah. he's not on a good team, but no, I, he will. Okay, he will benefit you, you for the you 15 games he's Zach Collins. Collins. No, this is a Gonzaga take. Gonzaga nope, take. I'm flagging you. I'm flagging you. <laughs> no. That's like in dodgeball so when he waves the thing for stepping right over now. the line. I'm waving you for stepping over you're the line. You would rather. I want you to say on record, you'd rather have Nurkic over Zach Collins right now. I'd rather not sign either of them or pay them. Oh, for, that, for no, you have to choose one. You have to. I'm making you choose one. Which one are you choosing? Well, one's a power forward and one's a center. Those no, are different. they're both the center. Choose one. Don't be like this. <laughs> well, it, whoever we have, we suck. Okay, this, I I take I win that banter right there. <laughs> no, I take uh, Zach it. Collins right now. <laughs> I just don't think Zach Collins is, is that good at all. Uh, I would rather have Boogie Cousins. He just signed in Puerto Rico. No, uh, Ooh, that was a joke, right? That's a weird take. <laughs> I would take Boogie over Nurk right now. I'm not talking about Zach and all. That. I, I would take Boogie over Nurk. I'd take anything over Nurk. Yeah, there's he's, a reason he's not in the league, though, right? Like. No, okay, wait, let's not take that too seriously. I think that's more of a, in a sign I'm of being serious. that with Nurk than anything. <laughs> I'm <was, I> <laughs> being serious. Okay, let's let's move it on to a, our next subject. And do you guys have any more that you want to go on? I have one more if you um, want to talk about it. Good. We can go through whatever you yeah, got. Yeah, hit it, Con. Ty, if you got one, go for it. But uh, No, I don't. I, I had something about Jeremy, but we talked about that, so. Okay, last thing. Uh, so the NBA this year, and we don't have to spend too long on this. Um, in the CBA, there's going to be a new like midseason tournament. I don't oh, yeah. know the whole like foundation of it. Um, <laughs> but as Blazer fans, how excited are we for this? Because I'll bet you we win a shit ton of those. They don't mean <laughs> anything. They don't mean anything in terms of your actual franchise. But knowing Portland, we will dominate that fucking tournament. Like it's that's like the, the kind league. of shit we'll win. And it won't mean anything towards our championship hopes, but we will pull that off. <laughs> yeah, that that's that would be another classic Blazers thing. I mean, exactly. I, I, I don't I don't know how to necessarily feel about the in season tournament. Um, I guess it's something cool and unique. I mean, I, I don't. I do you know any other information on that con? Well, like when it's so gonna yeah, be here? a little bit, like not a ton. No, I haven't read enough about it. That's on me. But like at the same time, it's going to be basically not a tournament that's separate from the regular season. It's like based on your regular season results. There's like a tournament winner, I think similar to soccer, um, like European football, uh, where like the league matches you're playing can contribute to an overall tournament with the other leagues. And I think yeah. that's kind of what they're going for is like Eastern Western conference, maybe by division. Once we learn more about it. Gotcha. Um, and there's going to be the results you have in certain games are going to contribute to your ranking in this tournament. And then maybe there's like, I don't know if there's like a one or two game championship or whatever, how it shakes out, but no international we, teams. I don't think there's international teams in this. It'd be kind of cool if it was like a champions league style, but I mean, obviously the NBA teams would win, but then again, in the champions league, it's like, it's, it's one of the top teams from one of the better countries every time. Well, so and if, if you added in the uh, global teams, the superstars would just sit those games out because they're not getting paid for them. <laughs> yeah. The big draw apparently is that it, the winning team, each player gets a hundred thousand dollars extra. Um, mm -hmm. But if I'm like, if I'm like LeBron, I'm like, okay, 
I'm still sitting. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care. But True. if I'm like Malik Beasley, I'm like, dude, LeBron, please play. <laughs> well, what if it just turns into like all, every team's like, you know, rookies playing and like young guys playing? That, that'd be kind of cool too, you know? That, my main – Like my a main, summer league, basically. Yeah. yeah. The, main, the main thought I had towards it, though, was literally like, that is the shit we will win 18 times. Like, <laughs> yeah. We yeah. will dominate a tournament no one cares about. Yeah. And then we'll be the sixth seed in the playoffs and, but, and probably lose in the second round. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's but that's us. That's that's all I wanted to say. No, no real discussion to be had. Just I, just more I that, so, the second I heard that, I was like, we will dominate the tournament. That 100 percent. Um, also, boys, we have the 23rd pick from the Knicks this year in this draft. I'll bet. Uh, oh, go ahead, Pun. I think we can give that to Chicago. Yeah. There's some something we can do to give that to Chicago to get our own back. That's what I was going to say. I bet, like, a, I, I don't know how much I'd be willing to wager, but I'd be willing to wager a good amount of money that we're going to trade it to, for our pick next year from Chicago. So I hope so, but I did. I, I, I also said, read something that they were like, don't, don't be, uh, like, can, I think the Bulls can, like, reject it. Uh, you know, like we don't. Want I'm sure that. they can. We wait. We want to just keep riding this out until they can, if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they would want to or not, but like we, that's not like a for sure, for sure. But I no, I it's not our choice. I, I guess. I I think uh, the reason why we elected to get all those second round picks from Golden State, I think it's because there's going to be second rounders attached to it for mm-hmm. what we send to Chicago. It'll be that 23rd pick and then maybe like three second rounders as like a sweetener. We also got to like figure out uh, – actually, now that the season's over, we might know, but uh, all those those five round for five second round picks we traded with the GP2 deal, like I don't know if all those are going to convert or not. Like I'm pretty sure there were some stipulations on some of them that if certain things didn't happen, we might not get all five. I hope yeah, not no. because that would be nice to have those five second round picks to attach to something like that. But if we could get our picks back and have a top three pick or top five, I mean, I'm not going to get, I mean, so we need a top five pick bad. Uh, Bad. Fellas. I think we need to wrap this pod because Anthony Davis just fouled Mike Conley on a three with one second left or 0.1 seconds left. And he hit all three free throws to send the play in game to overtime. Let's end it. I literally just looked at my phone and it was they were down three with one second. I was like, oh, that game's over. <laughs> I did too. And then wait, I just checked. wait, this is the go to the playoffs, right? Like the Lakers could get bounced right now. No, if they're in the so in the play-in, if you're the seven-eight matchup and you lose, you get to play the winner of the nine-ten matchup. So the nine-ten is a single elimination. The seven-eight is a double elimination. Got it. Yeah. But wow. all that to be said. I think uh, I think we've given Rip City enough content for tonight. Let's go. Let's go tune into that one. Yeah, we did. Cool. That's all right. Fun. Great conversation, boys. That was a great episode. I, I'm really uh, excited to continue the conversation. See how the offseason progresses. We're going to have plenty more uh, oh. plenty more pods to come as the draft approaches. Hopefully, hey, hopefully it's a fun offseason for us guys. Like, let's. What if we get like this? Doesn't happen to us. Let's get a state. Hey, let's do it. Let's. We're going to get one each other. This. Let's live draft lottery viewing pod yes yeah 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 let's do that we 10.5 percent that's worth a live pod and if we get the number one pick on the live pod we have to do something crazy 
I don't know. Like we have to think of something, but we have to go do something that we do. We probably shouldn't we do. do. And okay, deal. Next pod, we come with the each one of us has to have one idea about what we do if we get the number one pick. We'll record okay. one before the draft lottery at least, and <laughs> all of us have to come with an idea of what we do. Okay. And as a all friendly right. reminder to Rip City, we had the seventh best odds when we got the number one pick when we got Greg Odin. So and, and we have the fifth. This believe. Time. We have the fifth best this time. <laughs> believe. Right. Good. Adam right, Silver's going to help help a small small market oh, yeah. out, unlike David. That's tampering going, Adam. Come on, give come Dave on. some help for being loyal. Tamper the shit out of that. Come exactly. on, baby. Big guys have had enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas. For uh, myself, Tyler, Kyle, and all of Rip City, we'll uh, talk to you next pod. Thanks for listening. Peace. Later, boys. On three wins the series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off.